life was gonna be this way. <laughs> that was so oh, stupid. Welcome to This is the Pits with Michael and Chelsea. I'm Michael. I'm Chelsea Greenwood. <laughs> um, and today we're talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff, but mainly we're talking about Brad Pitt, because uh, that's what we always talk about. Um, and we're talking about the Friends episode that he was on, and we're just going to kind of do a little check-in, a little get-to-know-ya moment where we talk about Brad Pitt's life right now, mm-hmm. since the Friends episode on TV isn't necessarily enough to constitute an entire hour-long podcast episode. We're taking this opportunity to kind of... Check in. Check Feel in. the waters. You know? Just check in, dip a toe in. Take the and... pulse of the culture yeah, in 2001. That's... Maybe look back at our favorite moments from this podcast, but there's not going to be our normal form. This is just going to be a check-in. And it's, I mean, it's worth mentioning that this is the time when Brad and Jen are the hottest shit. They had just been married. Yeah. I'd like to use this episode to really get to know Brad. I don't really want to analyze a movie. I don't want to analyze his acting, although we will a little bit for friends. I really want to check in with who Brad Pitt is as a human being outside of acting. I really want to get to know him this episode, or at least sort of conject who we think he is, because this episode comes in exactly 10 years after his career starts. So Thelma and Louise came out in 1991, put him on the map. He stars in this Friends episode in 2001. He's married. 9-11 has just happened. The Mexican, sorry, Spy Game has just come out. And Brad is in interviews starting to talk about his life and his last 10 years. And so let's just get to know him. But let's start with the Friends episode. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. The Friends episode, because it was an iconic moment. I mean, I remember when that happened. Do you remember when that happened? No, but I do remember that. Friends was the biggest show and sort of tells the story of the world in which we lived at that point. Right. It's a true snapshot of... Oh, my gosh. Of, like, I don't know. Everyone... This is how everyone, like, actually communicated with each other. It I, Was it? Or... I mean, it's... So, I want to start off just by saying it's so weird to watch that show. Or maybe it's the format of that show. Like, they just don't make them like that anymore. We're like... It is so scripted. And, like, when two people are talking, everybody else in the room just, like, stands there quietly. <laughs> you know? That's true. It's so awkward. They, they each take turns. And it's also awkward to think about because of how much we know about their personal lives. Yeah. To, like, look at Chandler and be like, you're probably so drunk right now. Yeah. Well, he was, like, yeah, he was, like, chubby. And a heavy drinker. And he and was, like, drinker. spiraling alcoholic. Poor Joey. I mean, did you notice that? So... We I watched the episode before the one that Brad is in, and then I, I watched too. the one that Brad is in. I'm glad I did that because I completely forgot, A, that Rachel got pregnant. So Rachel, so let's set the yeah. stage of Friends, okay? Yeah. If you're listening to this episode, then you've watched Friends, I think. Yeah. Um, Rachel's pregnant with Ross's baby. But they are not together. But they're not together, and that's a point of contention. Uh, Monica and Chandler are married. Well, this is season nine. I thought this was earlier on Me too. in so the this show. Is season nine, episode eight. It's the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. I I probably checked out right when they like started sleeping together. I don't think I ever got it, got this far in the life of the show when I was a kid. I, I'll tell you what I did. And here's why. It's because my mom was obsessed with Friends and we watched it every single week together. Well, who wasn't obsessed, honestly? 
it was the show of the century. It was the biggest show. And so, so everyone wanted the Jen haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was beyond the Jen haircut. It was, but I just now mean her like hair's it's a little longer. Monica's a little longer. So it's a Thanksgiving episode. The premise is this. Monica's hosting Thanksgiving dinner. She's invited. And Monica, when she was in high school, as everybody knows, was obese. And she, there was mm-hmm. another obese guy who was played, who was Brad Pitt. So now Brad Pitt has skinnied up and gotten hot and he's on a crazy diet. And he and Ross were best friends in high school. And he's come back a skinny hot guy. Yeah. But the catch is he hates Rachel more than anything in the world. Played by his wife, Jennifer Aniston. Right. And, it and is, what a funny, what a romp that is. It you know? is so How funny. Is that aggressively bad. I was, it's horrible. Brad Pitt is so bad at this. He is so, so, so bad. He could not get his shit together. Shocking. He's, he's, so I think it's partly because he since he was like probably doing it mostly as a favor for Jen or just because she was they asked him and she was like, yeah, it might be fun. Just do it. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Not taking it seriously, but like also so uncomfortable with the how much of the episode was about him being hot. I know. Of course, I wrote that down, too. I was like, I'm surprised that he let them get away with him like being like he was defined by his looks. Um I did find a few quotes from him that he said, he said, I did it for like kind of uh, shameless self-promotion for the movie Spy Game, which we did last week. He yeah. goes, but on the other hand, I like working with my wife, which I wanted to do and working on the show that has this incredible ability to just make you happy. And the third factor is I see laughter as a very important, as very important in this time, considering the terrorist attacks. If we're entertainers, and some would argue that, but if we are, we need to get out and entertain because it's a really low time in, in history. And you know what? There's something to be said for that because in 2001, that was so true. Everyone, like, that's all anyone can think about. Yeah. The whole collective conscience of the country was so upset. Yeah. But also, it's, like, exhausting hearing entertainers and stuff talk about how, like, you know, the world is just not going to be the same unless we get back on that stage and dance. Yeah, you know for I mean? $7 million minimum. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, calm down. Yeah, uh, You're, you are definitely not saving the world by being the cringiest part of any Friends episode ever. Oh, my God. You know what else I found very cringy about Friends is – and it wasn't super noticeable back then, but it is to me now mm-hmm. – how – much joey is just like has the worst storylines like there's <laughs> such throwaway <laughs> me too but there's just such throwaway storylines like it's like the turkey thing and then uh, what well the, explain the, la- the turkey thing i thought it was great i was i was the better storyline than fucking we all hate rachel true um i mean the turkey thing was just where he said that the, monica was like i don't want to make a turkey for everybody because it's just too much and he was like, I'll eat the turkey. And she's like, you're going to eat a whole turkey by yourself? And he's like, yeah, but you got to have a turkey on Thanksgiving. So she makes him a whole turkey, and he's like, wow, it's a big turkey. And then the whole his whole storyline for that episode is just him trying to eat that turkey. And um, it's silly. He it's does. Fun. He eats the turkey, and then at the last scene is he eats a slice of pie, <laughs> even though he's so oh, yeah. full. And it's funny. It's funny. He's like, he's like just a little tiny sliver of pie. And then he's like, okay, well, I mean, 
give me a, like a real slice. Like, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, good Lord, what are you saving it for? Just cut me a slice. I know. That's fun. I did think when he, yeah, I mean, Joey and Phoebe both are like the comic relief, right? Yeah. Say, okay. Um, Jennifer Aniston's nipples are out <laughs> and about. Dude, her nipples are out for the entire run of this entire series. Yeah. That would never fly now. I think it would. Also, this I... <laughs> also this episode was particularly um, criticized by the intersex um, community because she was saying because one of the storylines is is that Brad Pitt and Ross, what's Ross's real name? David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, who I find to be so irritating throughout the entire series. So irritating. I'm just he like, shut like... up. Every Shut now up. and then he'll have a funny moment, but most of the time he's so irritating. He's just like, wah, 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 you know? So yeah. Annoying. Anyway, David Schwimmer and Brad Pitt started a rumor in high school that Rachel had both a penis and a vagina. When she was born, her parents had to decide yeah. to raise her as a woman. So this was a huge landmark episode, obviously, because Brad Pitt was on it. So it, ga- it, it was like one of the most popular um Episodes of the year. In fact, Brad Pitt was nominated for a Daytime Emmy for this role. No, he wasn't. Yes, 100% he was. So was I the cinematographer. Yep. Best cameo. Oh, best cameo. Okay. But I got news I for could... you. It was a nightmare cameo. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good, but I could see why they would want to vote that. Well, because... Best cameo. The other weird thing is that to be nominated at the Daytime Emmys, you have to submit your role. So he, Your own role? Yeah, he submitted that. That's how the Emmys work. His works. manager probably did. Still, my point is, the intersex community got all up in arms because Rachel was like so pissed off that they had spread this rumor as if it was like a negative thing to be intersex. And so it was like legitimately, it was like an outrage for a whole community of people, which I thought, I mean, who would have thought there would be any anything written about this episode at all? Seriously. I mean, I get that, though, because as they were going on and on about it, thinking that it was like such a horrible thing that she might have a penis, it was like, okay, this is a little transphobic. Like, it's a little uncomfortable how the punchline is just like, it's it was weird. Oh, but going throughout the whole series, the whole series, there's like so much homophobia. There's so much like racism, blatant racism in the 90s on television. Shocking. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how much. It's like, and it was so, it's so recent too, which is also weird because it's like not that long ago, but the culture mm-hmm. of America has changed so drastically in like the past 10 years that like yeah. that kind of stuff is just wildly inappropriate now, even though it was so recent. Yeah. And just like the pacing of the episode and like, it was just, it's just a, such a, Friends is such a distillation of a perfect time. Right. Right before our bubble burst. Like, and this was the moment our bubble burst. Yeah, basically. And, and people were like, you know what, friends? Fuck off. Yeah. You don't matter. We need to be taken seriously. We need to watch reality TV is what happened. This is when reality kicked into gear. Yeah. Um, so that's Friends. Do you want to do some ratings on it? Okay, sure. Let's do, let's do our ratings for this episode of Friends. Um, I give Brad's acting. <laughs> oh, man. Like a two. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you is, wait can we like dig into this for a little bit why was he yeah. so bad i feel like i, I could have played know. that role was he just 
trying to be hammy for the audience because it's taped in well, front of a live studio audience. It's not taped in, taped in front of a – it was at some point. I actually wrote this down. It was definitely at some point taped in front of a studio audience. But you know what? I actually don't know because I there is some – a couple of laugh tracks that oh, I sure. can tell are laugh tracks. And I heard that in that episode and I'm, I was like, oh, this wasn't filmed in front of a live studio audience. But it just occurred to me that maybe they did film it in front of a live studio audience. And if the laughter wasn't the t- loud enough or big enough laughter, that they would just add their own in. Yeah, which is a total like staple. They don't do laugh tracks anymore. And thank God for that. Um, I think it is. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. You know what else blew my mind is that this is not filmed in New York. It was filmed in L.A. Yeah, obviously, because they need to be the richest human beings on the planet to have that. I know that. I mean, I know that now, like, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. Like, why would you shoot it in New York? Yeah. It's just that because it was, because it's based in New York, Mm -hmm. I fully believed that they were in New York. You know what, Michael? That's what we call movie magic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I love a good magic trick and they got me. They got me good. I know, I got you good. I just want to know why he was so bad. Was he trying to be performative? Was he uncomfortable? Like, that was legitimately bad acting. I would give it a negative if I could. If that was allowed. If, he, if it was in front of a live audience, I bet it was performative. Yeah, and it just didn't and translate he was trying to, to Yeah, exactly. It, like, he was trying to... Well, it didn't even translate. I doubt it translated in person. That's why they had to put a laugh track in. <laughs> but I think he was... He was trying to perform because he's not used to performing in front of a live yeah. audience. I mean, has he ever? No, it's interesting. I don't think he. I don't think he is uh, comfortable enough in his own acting to have ever done live theater. I think that he is really insecure. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, when he's put into a situation, like yeah, you're right. Like he doesn't know how to command command his own a- actions when he's somewhere that he's supposed to be relying on his own devices like this where it's like yeah go ahead brad just do whatever you want and he's like uh what yeah and he's like, a director's actor he doesn't he's not comfortable enough it seems to me and in fact i sent you this video but um it was like a screen test for something in 2001 and, or maybe it wasn't in 2001 but the the interviewer was like hey is there anything, are there any roles that you would want to do again looking back at your career? And he goes, uh, the first 12 years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he goes, and she goes, oh, really, Brad? And he goes, I mean, maybe the first 11 years. And this is 10 years into his career. He's 37 when he does this. 37, wow, it's so weird. That and he's she was 37. 31 when they got married. Oh, wow, he's he's getting into people more his age now. Yeah. Still a seven, six-year age difference, which is... Not absurd, but it's kind of a lot. He's done worse. I mean... He's done much worse. I have to say, though, the difference between 20 and 30 and the difference between 31 and 37 is way... It's a much shorter gap. Oh, for sure. Because you're like... A grown-up is a grown-up. Yeah. Even 30 to 40 isn't that big of a deal now that I'm getting into my ripe old middle age. (laughs) You are not in your middle age. I'm, I'm I'm approaching middle age. You're younger than Brad still. No. Oh, yeah. I'm younger than Brad still. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Um, so, yeah, I want to give him a two. A one. I'm going to give him a fucking one. Give him a one. Fuck I mean, his... it was. it's just so unbelievably bad. <laughs> so unbelievably bad that we can't even really talk about it. His whole, like, glare at her 
Like, when she's like, ooh, who's that whole hot smoldering guy? Ooh, he's looking at me. And he's, like, literally looking, like, when I tell my four-year-old niece to do something. And she tr- gives it her all, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm like, smile. And she's like, ooh, like, smiles with her whole body. <laughs> the director of that episode was like, look angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brad, now give us angry, angry face. Can you do an angry yeah. face, Brad? You hate her. You hate her. She... Okay. She was mean to you when you were fat, Brad. I get what they were trying to do, but I think it might have been more effective if they had had a little tryst that ended awkwardly, like he smelled bad or something. Like a, more of a Seinfeldy storyline. I wonder how Brad would have done on Seinfeld. I mean, crashed and burned. Clearly he can't do television. He would have crashed and burned because the Seinfeld guys would have been way harder on him, I think. Because you have to be intelligent. Not that he's not intelligent. No, but you have to be like... Like, Joey, Joey wouldn't get laughs on Seinfeld. No, because it's not smart humor. No, they would make fun of Joey on Seinfeld. They'd it's be like, not Who's nuanced. This guy? It's not nuanced. Seinfeld is really nuanced humor. Right, right, right. Well, um, let's, not, let's not congratulate ourselves too much for liking Seinfeld, one of the most popular shows <laughs> of the 90s. No, like I'm not congratulating niche. anyone. I'm just no, yeah. like, I mean, listen, I, my favorite show on television is Grey's Anatomy, and it is actually the worst piece of garbage that's ever been produced. I watched the, the <laughs> fall premiere yesterday. I was luxuriating in its ridiculousness. Yeah. Anyway, Bradley. Okay, Pitt. so his hair. Where where were you at with his hair? So I don't really like his hair, but it was at the time iconic. Like both of their hairs styles, Brad and Jen's, were iconic. Um, every boy I knew had spiky hair. At that yeah, point. I um, did. Yeah, I mean, what were you five? No. Oh. Wait, 2001? No, yeah. I was um, eight. Yeah, I was six, 15. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But this came out towards the end of 2001, so I was actually nine. <laughs> well, well, well. Spoken like a true eight-year-old. I was, I was actually eight and a half. <laughs> eight and three quarters. Um, so I'm giving his hair a five. Um. It's like neither here nor there. Yeah, it's like middle of the pack. Okay, and overall, that whole episode. Well, that's why we had to watch another few episodes, one or two episodes. I Friends has done way better episodes than that episode. Definitely, that episode of Friends, I would rate compared to the other episodes. Yeah. I would rate it like a. I would say a five, honestly, because it's it's. Some of the other things that happen in that episode are kind of funny. Mm. It's It feels like a Friends episode. Brad is just – and it's, like, fun to see Brad be, like, the most famous person alive on the show, even though he's a terrible actor. I'm going to give it a three, and I'll tell you why. Because there are episodes in Friends that are so iconic and so funny. And, like, uh, remember when Ross says Rachel's name at his wedding? That is a ten of Friends, you know? Mm. This is a throwaway episode, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, Brad was. was in it, but Brad was a garbage pail. On fire. <laughs> garbage pit. <laughs> Booyah, Grandma. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm, still, I'm sticking with my five because yeah. I think it, it was an iconic episode, but for a different reason. Not because it was good, but it was because Brad was in it and because it was a holiday episode and it was just silly. Yeah. So. And they did have a tradition of Thanksgiving episodes. There was one Thanksgiving episode where they time traveled. 
And like Phoebe was like a Civil War nurse, and that was a stellar episode. That's why do why do sitcoms always have a time travel episode? <laughs> Like, they always do, and it's always fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, oh my god, I hope Grey's Anatomy does one, and they go back to like World War Two, and Grey needs to operate. Oh yeah, so that's. Sorry. I mean, see how excited that just made you? Yeah. Well, this is why they do those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what would it have been like if Friends existed in the 1700s? You're gonna write a Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare Friends. Um, Michael, did you know that it's 10 degrees outside of my house right now? That sounds horrible. It's horrible. 20 is not bad. 20 is really, really cold. 10 is like an ouchie padouchies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going a little stir crazy, listeners. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. Looks like we're always stuck in second gear. Okay. Cut to um, Brad's life. Brad's life. Okay. So now we are done talking about friends. Thank God. <laughs> And let's talk about like what's going on with Brad right now. So he's he I guess we're going to kind of we should do a quick overall view of his timeline with Jennifer Aniston. So they they've been married they, a year at this point. Yeah, and they officially started dating in 1999. Yeah. And they, then they got married in 2000 and then I did a deep search into pictures of their wedding. Oh, it's crazy. It was huge. Huge. A million dollar wedding in Malibu. Yeah. yeah. They're still so in love. And it's funny. Most of the articles that I read from this time, uh, he was doing from his studio that he built where she paints and sculpts and he like sketches architecture and uh, practices photography, apparently. But I read like two or three articles about this compound that he built in the Hollywood Hills that was like craftsman and like an old stone house and that Brad is obsessed with with architecture and he's like really trying to get architecture out there. Well, he's, I mean, oh, so now he's obsessed with architecture. And you expect me to believe that Jennifer Aniston is like rapping on set and then going home to her like studio and painting and sculpting and he's like into architecture and taking photographs. I don't think so. I think so. I think she is on set for a total of five hours. <laughs> an episode? I bet you, yeah. I bet you it's not that long. No, 10 hours an episode. No way. 20 minutes? Per, per shoot day, per shoot day. Oh, per shoot day, yeah. But per episode. How many, how many days an episode do you think? I would say three. Yeah, that sounds about right. She got paid. Because I mean, the episodes seven, are short. At this point, she was making seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode. She at, went on. She went on to make a million dollars an episode. Which was still, I think that's still the record for the most that anybody has been paid for a sitcom. Yeah, it's insane. Because they were all paid that six million dollars total per episode for those fuckers. Oh my god, it's crazy. That's so cool. Good but for so that. Like, that's where we are in the world, right? So she's getting paid $750,000. He's just, he's like, has three movies coming out. Mexican, Ocean's Eleven, and Spy Game. Yeah. And they're like stolen away to their co-studio that they've built in the hills, separate from their house. Yeah. Um, and Brad is talking a lot. He had just given an interview with Vanity Fair about how he had started to dabble in therapy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the Vanity Fair article asks him, like, how are you doing? Like, what do you want to, like, how do you feel about your career? And he goes, on one hand, I'm hitting my stride. On the other, I'll tell you truthfully, I'm completely bored with myself in films. It's time for me to try either a new direction or new horizons. Well, then he founded Plan B Films in 2001. And he said, I don't want to be in front of the camera no more. I want to take a back seat, but I am a creative guy and I want to make movies. And you know what, Brad? Fuck yes. Yeah, do it. And I'm glad he did because Plan B has made some great movies. Mm. They made Troy, which we will watch in a few weeks. Um, was that the that first, was their first one they movie. made? Yeah. Yeah, in 2004. Yeah. Oh, so well, he it started came out in 2004. it? So, yeah, they probably went into production in 2002. Probably, yeah, I would imagine probably 2002 because it takes so long for them. They probably started developing that around 2001 when they started Plan B Films. Yeah. It, that movie was so big. It was so long and it had such a big production that I think it was like took them a while to make yeah. it. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, because the second half of that quote is he goes, I am now just want to leave it for the younger kids. I'm not sure I want to be relevant anymore. Uh, the fingers on the pulse that comes with use. All I know is I just wish someone would get Destiny's Child off my television. They drive me crazy. Oh. So not a fan of, the, of Bay. Did not like Destiny's <laughs> Child. Yep. I don't think I did either in 2001, for the record. I mean, I'm a bad gay. I wasn't that into them. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobile bills? If you can't, then maybe you should chill. Best lines. I just I never got into it. Oh I was God. I think I was too young and I was like I don't get I don't get it. I I liked the black eyed peas at the time. Ew, Michael. I was a child. They were fun sounding. I don't know. Yeah, you were a child. I was into like I was listening to Modest Mouse. Ooh. Oh, I was so listening sh- I was listening to like Radiohead, Modest Mouse and Bjork and then I was also listening to 100% in sync Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, Pink. Who, You're such way, a stoner. Like, I was like, I was also like obviously obsessed with like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. I was just and Avril. Like, I was I was listening to Avril Lavigne. Oh, see, I always knew she was kind of lame. I've reembraced. I've since reembraced Avril Lavigne in my life. Really? I'm. How would you reembrace Avril Lavigne? Um, after I said you, I. Like, he was married. a skater boy. I said, "See you later, boy." Great line. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good enough for her. Lyrical genius. Yeah. Um, and then she started dating Chad Kroger of Nickelback. Can you imagine that horrifying what, couple? Uh, God, they, they were like the Brad and Ange- the Brad and Jen of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she's Canadian. Yeah, they both are. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. What else did I? What else do I have on this? Um, Oh, I did want to say it's. I think it's weird how this podcast is so much about his relationships, um, and you we do have to talk about his relationships a lot um, when we are talking about his pop culture value. Um, but like the thing is, is, he has so much more than his relationships as a person and an actor. Um, but like truly, what most people think about when they think about Brad Pitt is his relationships, Brad and Jen. Maybe they'll think of one one or two movies that they know him from, but his he, he is so well known for his relationships. And the more we get into this, the more I just think like, you know what? He's also an actor, you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so that's I, the thing. This is when he starts not 
He's another thing about all the articles I'm reading is that he keeps talking all the time about how many paparazzi follow him and how he like doesn't feel like he can leave his house and how like he and Jen he I think one quote he said like we just filled that slot of the power couple and it's really annoying and I hate it and I think that's probably another reason why he decided to take a back seat and not be an actor is like or not pick major roles is he's really sick and tired of it yeah definitely um and I don't blame him. I mean, no, he's not that great at him. <laughs> he's not. I mean, ah, fuck. This is a terrible thing to say, but he's really not that great of them. And no. he knows that. He knows it. He totally knows. And he so knows. He, he's learned. I think going forward, looking forward after like Troy and all that, when he starts really working with Tarantino again, he starts kind of taking roles that are goofy, and like he can just be a side piece in a movie. He's not starring it's almost like what tesla did with their cars how (laughs) they started out with making sports cars that are full electric Mm -hmm. so they tesla immediately like branded themselves as luxury luxury and super cool and like gave themselves like a really good awesome reputation and then they started making sensible sedans and stuff like that yeah Uh, but like they had this reputation as a as a cool car same with Brad Pitt. Like he now has built up the last ten years, he's built up this reputation for himself as like a an actor. Well, it's he's interesting. Like a real actor. Going back to your earlier comment, do you think? What do you think people think about Brad Pitt outside of his relate? Like bringing it back to the relationship thing. Like outside of Brad and Angelina and Brad and Jen, who is he to our culture? Do people think of him as a good actor or is he just his standalone Brad Pitt icon of celebrity, icon of sexiest man alive? You know, I don't think he's considered an actor, really. No, he's not. No, but I mean, when I say, yeah, I mean, you're right. I agree. He's not considered an actor. But what I mean by saying that he's built his reputation for himself as an actor, I just mean like he's successfully built a brand for himself as a romantic. Totally. And someone who's pretty and skilled at acting to an extent and, like, can act. And he's, like, known as a heartthrob. So See, now... that's the thing. He's known as a heartthrob. He's known as a he's, a... he's an icon, but he's not an actor. In he's the an collective, icon who acts. He's an icon who acts. And that is so shitty for him. It's and his so ego. shitty, and, but just it's the truth. But and... the thing with Plan B is that Plan B like legitimately great makes good movies. And so when I read him talking about architecture and read him talking about sculpture and things like that, like I believe him. I believe he's probably pretty smart. He's just not a good actor. And when you're a bad, when you are not a good actor, okay, he's not an amazing actor. He's a good actor. When when you're chosen, when you are not the best at your chosen profession, it makes you seem... I'm just freeballing here. It makes you seem kind of less intelligent and less good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if he was like a, um, what's that guy's name from There Will Be Blood and he's the best actor ever? Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah. Love him. Or it's like that person has a craft that he's the best at. Right. But if that person started taking. But he could be a complete moron. I think yes. he. He seems to me the smartest person on the planet. But if if he could take 
But Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't really take like an Ocean's Eleven role like Brad Pitt has. Brad Pitt wanted to be like a Daniel Day-Lewis, but instead he became a heartthrob who actually has kind of a good sense for comedy. And so it allowed him, it opened up the doors for him to take less serious roles like in Inglorious Bastards or um, uh, like, I will not really thumb and lose because I was early, but but like Snatch, you know, stuff like yeah. that where it's it's not the most serious role, but it's a fun role. And he's allowed to yeah. do it because he can show he shows that he knows how to be serious, but also he he's it shows that he's aware of his own image. All right, I'm gonna say something here. I think that Brad is an actor. He's not an actor. He's not an artiste. He's no, not he's not so a, artistic. He's not a thespian. <laughs> right. You know. He's not a thespian. And the other thing he... is, is like I would love to see his art. Like he, apparently he has like sketches upon sketches of upon sketches of his art, uh, architectural buildings, and he has like sculptures, and he has years and years and years of, of film photography under his belt. And it's like, well, where is all of this? And where are Jen's paintings? I want to fucking see an original Aniston. I would love to see an original Aniston and an original Pitt. I do not believe that Brent, Jennifer Aniston paints. I really don't believe it. I do. I I do. I feel like she paints because she. I feel like she's that type of bitch who would bring an easel to her trailer and no. between takes, like, paint in her trailer and be no, like, oh, no, I'm just, no. Yeah. She, like, turns on her plug in foot bath <laughs> <laughs> in her trailer. And it has this little fish in it. <laughs> yeah. That, that just, like, nibble off her. Yeah. She um, would. she drinks her smart water. I feel she bad. Seems like she Here's loves the other Diet thing, Coke. and let's just dive into gossip here for a second. So, I was reading all these articles about like we're gonna start having a family soon, we're gonna have babies soon, and it's like, I think she and she talks on and on about how she wants to be a mom and how being a mom is all she's ever wanted. And I, she still hasn't, and she's, I don't think that's in the cards for her. And then Brad went ahead and had seven children with a co-star yeah. of his. I mean, that's why we needed to stop right here because Brad's still pure right now. But he's about he to is. go to the dark side. And I I mean, that's going to be fun for us. It's going to be fun. And it's... Oh, it Angelina's makes... going to sully our whole podcast. It's not pure anymore oh. once she gets involved, you know? I Do know. Do you get that the... feeling? Do you know what I'm yes. saying? The stardom of Brad is changing. It's yes. going to change something that's less... I don't know how to explain it. Really, it's hard to put into words. Less American he's, he's, dream, less pure. Less, now he's che- now he, he's going from happy Brad, everything's great, to I've cheated on my wife with this like vixen who I worked with. Fun. He's going to from fun tabloid tabloids to gossipy reality TV Perez Hilton uh, tabloids. Yeah, and he like is getting tattoos and like practicing yoga and uh, adopting, adopting children. Babies. Yeah, he's adopting becoming babies. a dad. It's just, yeah, he's changing. So Time's that's why changing. it's important that we are stopped in this moment. And you know, what? apparently it was a major rift in their marriage between him and him and Jen that she wanted kids and he didn't. And then for him to leave her and go have kids with with Angelina must have just made her so mad. Gutted, gutted. Yeah. Ooh. What oh, a bitch. Joya. Here's the thing. I always really, I remember when I found out about Brad and Angelina and I was like, hell yeah, that's a great fucking couple. Hell yeah. But now I feel like I know Jen. <laughs> I feel like she's a friend of mine. And I feel like Brad is like family. Yeah. Brad and is I can tell you that Angelina's a dark cloud. That being said, he brought all these kids into our lives who we love as their aunt, who I have now yeah. just become. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and and I feel like Jen, like Brad is a cousin, and Jen, he brought Jen to Thanksgiving, and we were like, oh, Jen's cool. Yeah. Jen seems cool. And then like he cheated on her, and we're like, Brad, why did you do that? Jen was such a nice girl. And then he's like, no, 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 she was crazy. And he tells us some stories, and we're like, oh, okay, well that sucks. And then he's he's like, but I'm having babies now, and we're like, oh. Okay. Well, yeah, and with my I wife, she like makes me drink her blood. <laughs> Does that happen? No, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, uh, I think here's she, a fun she would thing. Make, she would make him drink her period blood. Oh, oh, okay. Two questions. Not okay. for the faint of heart, listeners. You can check out if you want to. Okay. Yeah. Sex with Jennifer Aniston. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston sex versus uh-huh. Brad Pitt and, Gen- and Angelina Jolie's sex. Also, is Brad Pitt... A cunnilinger. Does he eat? Does he eat does the he, rug? Does he like to? I don't think he does. I think he does. I think he's someone who's a very tender lover. He well, comes from. He comes from Missouri. But he's the kind of guy who says "break wind." That is make that throws me off. <laughs> yeah, I think he's also the kind of guy who calls a vagina a butterfly and. Um, <laughs> Is, and he like talks to me. <laughs> you know Isn't what? he? Yeah, but you don't want to eat a butterfly. You want to like no, g- but he, like, gently tap it. <laughs> maybe he doesn't eat it. Maybe he just gets down there and just whispers to it Sweet and like nothing. talks to it. Well, I feel like Angelina and him had really rough sex. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I think, you know what? Maybe they didn't. We only think that because of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where they did have really rough sex. I mean, I can't wait to see that movie. That's I know, gonna, like I wish we could do a two-part series about it. <laughs> it's fun because it's such an action movie. Like, it's and, such a good movie. and that's how they met. So there's chemistry. And he has a shaved head, which is our favorite look. Yeah, apparently it's our favorite look. It's because he has the perfectly shaped head. He has a perfectly shaped everything. Physically, he's great. And bringing it back to the Friends episode, they really capitalized on that. And that's how you know he was comfortable in who he was. And he's, like, decided who he is. Because I feel like normally he would kibosh a script like that. He, I think he, I think he still would kibosh a script like that. But it's just because he was with Jennifer Aniston that he didn't. I wonder what that power dynamic was like on set. Ooh, I know. Like, bringing your husband to your day job. And she, like, that's the thing. Jennifer Aniston was such a big deal. She was the biggest, biggest, biggest deal at that time. More than he was. Yeah, well, he was like old money and she's like new money. She like represented, she was fucking Rachel. She was Rachel. I mean, she had been Rachel for years though, nine years to be exact. I know, but when the news came out, it was what? She had been Rachel for eight years. Yeah. More like seven, but yeah. She was, I mean, they were, they were the perfect couple. They were the perfect couple. And she even told, she told Diane Diane Sawyer in an interview that she knew on the first date that he was the one for her. I know. That's the saddest thing about reading these articles where they're so in love and like talking about kids and talking about how perfect they are for each other. And all these quotes from people being like, they finish each other's sentences and they're amazing. And and like, I can't imagine a better couple. And then cut to, it's heartbreaking. I know. And I wonder then, what it was and, like. And and oh. imagine being them and still having rumors swirling about your love from and it's crazy 18 that, years ago. The rumors that are swirling right now are crazy cuz I keep running into them while I'm doing research and yeah. it's like 
baby announcements and yes. like it's a girl and i'm like what are you talking about you cannot google brad pitt and jennifer aniston wedding because it's all current gossip it's all current it's rag like, magazine things but it's not true that's the crazy thing is it's, none of it's true and but they're full-blown it is oh, man what if it is what a dream michael over what a dream i want it so bad i, I would forgive so brad bad. for every i can you imagine? I would cry. I think I would spend an entire episode crying about how happy I was that they got back together. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> it's like, uh, it would be so great. I mean, I just want it. So it, I want it so bad for them because it would make them so happy. Well, maybe it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't make them happy, but the they, ins and outs. they were happy at least publicly at the time. The fact that they had to release a joint statement when they got divorced that they couldn't just like, divorce they had to like release a publicity statement uh-huh. it's so crazy and then them. and then you're heartbroken you've been divorced brad's immediately happy because he's dating someone else and everywhere you go to this day there's pictures of brad and angelina and their children everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. howie fucking bazawi i would never want to be that level i mean i ugh. and gwen gwen um paltrow said that she's glad that they broke up when they did because the media wasn't so aggressive. Yeah, this was like, this was the peak of media aggression. This was like, we want to be distracted from how fucked up the world is right now. And so we're just going to give a shit about Brad Pitt and Angelina and Paris Hilton and just like pretend that we are fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. Yeah. (laughs) Our lives aren't as bad as their lives. And it's true. I mean, I don't know. She made $750,000 for five hours of work, so. True. Fuck her. the price you pay. I really want to sit down with her. I don't really want to sit down with Angelina. You know? I don't want to hang out with Angelina. I know. I would love to hang out with Angelina and just find out, like, because she is a mystery. I have no idea what she's like. She wouldn't like like me. I'd feel judged. I feel like Jen would, like, sit and talk with me. I would, too. Yeah. Jen, Jen would... Definitely be much more pleasant to be around. Oh my god, a glass of white wine on the like in her backyard overlooking the Santa Barbara Hills. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's so she. I just love her already. I bet she like, smells really good too. I bet her house smells really good. She definitely has good taste in scents. I can tell. I bet Angelina. She, seems like she likes candles. Oh, candles for days. <laughs> yeah. And soaps, like really nice soaps. soaps. Oh yeah, she takes care of herself. Oh. Uh, Jennifer Aniston was voted as America's ultimate celebrity what does that by even Forbes mean? magazine. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it, it was happened in 2001. She was the apple of everyone's eye, I think. Is that, is that what that means? She was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this year, Brad Pitt did Jackass. Oh, yeah. That was really funny. And there's so many articles about him talking about how cool he thinks Jackass is and how, like, they don't give a fuck. And, like, you know, he was like, it's so awesome that they just, like, they don't script anything. It just like goes. And like, I just think that concept is so cool. Oh, of course he would. He would love that shit. He has no idea how to do that. He can't function without pure unadulterated direction. Yeah. And a lot of it. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to be honest with you. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, uh, you know, I don't have a ton more to say. I mean, we, we did, we have filled out a, a solid 45 minutes of this. Yeah. With just Brad talk. Um, I think that. All right. So I like. Mean, you know who Brad is now. And here we are. We're sitting on a precipice. Um, when do they break up? Uh, 2004. 2004. Five. Okay. 
I think the divorce is finalized in 2005, but I think they announced it in 2004. Right. So next week, viewers, listeners, we are going to be doing Ocean's Eleven. Yep. We have a special guest. We have a very special guest, Joe Stapleton, who is the host of the World Series of Poker and a very, very funny comedian, is going to come on and talk with us about the realities of gambling and, you know, the Rat Pack. Yeah. I just... I just listened to a very good podcast about the World Series of Poker, by the way. You should definitely listen to it. It's on 30 for 30, and they just talk about how the World Series of Poker was started. You know, they, didn't even, they don't even air it live, the World Series of Poker. They, they film it beforehand, and then they edit it all later, and then they air it after hmm. so that they can like, kind of craft a story out of it because poker is fucking boring as shit totally. to just watch. So it's like For hours, hours and hours. So they did to like make it a little bit of a more interesting narrative and like in 2003 it like blew up um did you do they talk about joe no they don't because they're talking about 2003 poker okay got you so um yeah so watch oceans 11 that's a good movie if i i remember liking it great movie. yeah it's a uh, really good movie so i'm looking forward to watching that i'm looking forward to talking Ew. to joe uh email us tweet us gram us love us oh we got um an email from someone from Australia. Yeah. Hey, friend and from so Australia. Thank you. Hi. I'm so glad that you're listening way out down on that. Yeah. Also, Corinne Flax, love angel of my life. She emailed us too. Thank you for listening. We can stop telling, uh, we can stop saying that our only listener is our dad and mom now because we have someone from Australia. Know. We have Corinne Flax, our mom and we dad. We have a, a solid, uh, a small but mighty crew. So that's the guy lovely. I'm dating watch, listens to it every week. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, the guy that I'm dating um, for nine months is also listening to it every week. Uh, so that's great. So we have ten followers, ten listeners. Yay! Great, okay, really well, growing our brand, <laughs> our yes. Brad, if you will. Okay, all right. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for listening. Love ya. Love ya. Bye.